Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Peas in a Podcast, your Friends of the Garden podcast here in Springfield, Missouri. Today, I have with me again, Kelly, who's going to talk to us a little bit about some beginning gardening mistakes that we can avoid, how to avoid those, and how to fix those if we do make those mistakes. So, Kelly, if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for having me on today. Uh, My name is Kelly McGowan, and I am a field specialist in horticulture with University of Missouri Extension in Greene County, and my office is located at the Botanical Center. Oh, yeah, which is closed right now, but soon to be reopened, so exciting stuff. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, so if you just kind of want to talk about, you know, some basic gardening mistakes that people can make and kind of how to get over those and how to, you know, if you do make those mistakes, how to kind of fix them or make them fix a little faster. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, so some common mistakes that I see uh, beginning gardeners make, um, probably the number one thing is being over overly ambitious. And it's easy to do because if you thumb through magazines or see pictures of beautiful gardens online such as you know Pinterest Mm -hmm. or or anywhere like that you see these beautiful flower gardens or these beautiful vegetable gardens and you think oh I want to have a garden like that and in reality those are pretty unrealistic unless you have several hours a day to devote for caring for those plants and weeding and watering And, you know, most flowers are not in bloom every single day. So there's (laughs) going to be times in the garden where it's not going to look that great. That's just, you know, how it is. So, you know, don't don't be fooled by pictures that you see online. I mean, those things can be possibilities. But, um, you know, unless like again, unless you have a lot of time to devote to, to gardening, you know, don't don't think that that's what your garden is going to look like um so what you can do is just start small rather than being overly ambitious just start small and you know as far as vegetable gardening goes just start with one raised bed or maybe one small plot in the ground and just start the first year by growing just a few things maybe four or five different things and then as your skill level builds then you can add on to it and make it larger and the same for flowers as well just start with a few flowers and again as you learn about that plant and what it needs to thrive then maybe the next year you can build on to it so so certainly starting small is probably my number one tip for for gardeners and something I see gardeners new gardeners make yeah because then if you you know you plant a lot and they don't work out the way you want to you get a little discouraged and then you don't want to continue it Oh, absolutely. It's it's terribly discouraging to spend a lot of money, especially this time of the year, because there's so many cool plants on sale about everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you spend all this money and get them in the ground. And, you know, and then when the hot part of the summer gets here, you know, you're not going to want to spend as much time out there. And then your plants start to die and it can be terribly discouraging. So, so yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You might as well see one plant kind of thrive and look beautiful and then continue on you know after you figured all that out 
so that you can make it grow into a bigger garden. Yes, absolutely. So what kind of, in that aspect, what kind of things do you suggest people start small with? Well, um, I think with everything that's going on right now with this whole COVID-19 quarantine and people spending more time at home and, you know, worried about the availability of of groceries at the grocery store, I think people are going to be really interested in growing their own food. And Mm -hmm. I certainly encourage people to, to experiment with that and try it. And, you know, there's a lot of vegetable plants for sale at stores right now. So, so pick out some of your favorites. If you really like tomatoes, try a different, uh, a couple of different types of tomatoes or peppers or, you know, plant vegetables that you're actually going to eat and just start experimenting with some of those. And they can be grown in containers and larger containers as well. Um, so yeah, definitely start with those and, you know, include some flowers in there as well, because we need, you know, plants to feed our bodies, but we also need beautiful flowering plants to, to um, kind of feed our souls, especially <laughs> right now with all the stress that's going on. And if, and if people need ideas of things to grow that do well here, I encourage them to go over to the Springfield Botanical Gardens and just kind of do a walk around. You know, it's 114 acres of all of these beautiful gardens and there's lots of beautiful flowers that are all labeled with what they are so people can replicate mm-hmm. that at home. But the Master Gardeners of Green County also have a vegetable garden and lots of cool ideas of ways that you can grow vegetables. So go over there and check that out as well. Yeah, because it's super helpful to see something that's grown, you know, here and that can thrive here. Because like you were saying, when you go on Pinterest and everything, you see all these cool ideas, but those are probably in different states with different climates and all that. So that can be another factor that kind of goes into that as well. Oh, yes, absolutely. Are there, what other mistakes do you kind of see people make whenever they're starting out gardening? Well, um, I see a lot of people make mistakes with soil. Um, There is no other more important factor than starting with good, healthy soil. And a lot of times soil gets overlooked because people kind of take it for granted and don't realize how important it is. So I see a lot of people try to plant a garden or flowers in just a poor area. The soil is really poor and it's just not a great spot for growing anything so I would always recommend that people start out with a soil test and soil testing is something that can be done at the extension office Mm -hmm. and there is a fee for that so just call and we can discuss some of that with you but your soil test is going to tell you how much organic matter that you have which is important Uh, what the pH of the soil is because that can affect nutrient availability and what nutrients may be lacking in your soil so starting with good healthy soil is one of the most important things that you can do as a gardener and I see a lot of people overlook that and then try to you know correct it later on and it's really tough to correct uh, a bad soil once you have established plants in the ground so definitely you know think about your soil do some research on healthy soil and get your soil tested all right 
Cool. Yeah, because, I mean, that's what the plants are going to go into, so might as well make it good and do the best you can to make sure that they're thriving. Yep, absolutely. Um, well, I think just starting small, uh, you know, not being over in, overly ambitious, visiting the botanical gardens and seeing what grows well in this area is, is very important and getting your soil tested. And, you know, another thing for people to keep in mind is for those that are new to this area, our summers are extremely hot and dry. You know, we go through a period of several weeks where it's really hot, it's really dry. So think about that as well. You're going to have to be out there watering your plants during that hot, dry part of the summer. And I know we have a lot of, whenever I teach a class, there's always several people in the class that are new to this area and don't realize that. They, you know, may, may come from a more mild climate but the reality is our summers can be be pretty harsh so um, keep that in mind if you are new to the area Mm -hmm. so when it comes to you know weeding a garden or you know maintaining it what do you suggest for new timers to kind of be able to tell what they should be weeding out and what should they, they should be keeping there and things like that Yeah, well, as far as weeding goes, that can be one of the most discouraging things for gardeners because weeds can just be frustrating, they can be overwhelming, and they can really get away from you if you don't stay on top of it. And my suggestion for keeping weeds under control is going out once a week. If you go out once a week and you have just a small garden patch, it's very manageable. And just spend a little while out there weeding your plants, keeping those weeds under control. They're so much easier to pull and get rid of when they're small um, as opposed to when they're very large and have a really developed root system. So go out at least once a week and just make a quick um, weeding of your garden. And the more time you spend out there, um, the better you'll get at distinguishing between your desirable plants and weeds. So just spending time out there is going to be helpful with identifying what's a weed as well. Okay. And then I know, you know, kind of what we always think of gardening is watering the plants, but I know mm-hmm. that overwatering can be a problem and underwatering can obviously be a problem. So what are some kind of tips and tricks to figure out how much you need to water, when you need to water and all that? Yeah, well, the general rule of thumb for vegetables is about an inch per week. And so kind of keep that in mind. And again, during that hot, dry part of the summer, you're going to have to get out there and water your plants. And the best time to water plants is early in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, Watering them at night, especially if it's overhead watering, is going to mean that that foliage is wet going into the overnight hours. Mm -hmm. And the longer the foliage is wet, the more susceptible that plant will be to to fungal diseases, which love just, you know, wet, wet foliage. So try to water in the morning. Um. An inch per week is the rule of thumb. And, you know, as far as annual flowers, they're going to need at least an inch per week as well. And again, just spending some time in your garden every week, you're going to kind of 
just kind of watch your plants and you'll be able to tell if they're needing if they're needing water so um just just monitoring them is is good for a lot of different reasons yeah and so people who are you know just starting out and looking to start planting what do you suggest for you know space in between or how much space they should account for for different plants and uh, things like that yeah, well, as far as spacing goes, whenever you buy plants, the little tag that comes with it is full of great information. It tells you the correct spacing that you should be planting them at. It tells you what the mature size and width of that plant is going to be. So make sure that you're adhering to those spacing guidelines because, again, um, plants that are spaced too closely are going to not dry out as quickly in the they're not they're not going to dry out as quickly in the sun because overnight they're going to get they're going to develop dew on them and then they're just if they're if they're spaced too closely together they're just not going to dry as quickly so that is that's a very important tip as well and then you know we obviously have you know deer and squirrels and things like that what do you kind of recommend to trying to keep wildlife kind of out of your garden is there anything that you can recommend yeah well this is one of the biggest problems that our gardeners in this area have is deer and other things getting into the garden and you know there's not a lot of easy answers for that i I wish there was Mm -hmm. but there's really not um as far as deer go the i mean they you know, I hate to tell people to, to fence in their garden, but <laughs> sometimes if deer's a problem, that's one of the only surefire ways to keep them out of your garden is to put up a really high fence. And, you know, rabbits and squirrels love our tender garden plants as well. And there's just not a lot of easy answers. You can use scare tactics. You know, you everybody's probably seen a scarecrow. <laughs> and those, those can work. And there's other things you can do, like kind of tying up a metal pie pan in the garden to kind of blow around in the wind, and that can scare animals away. But then they'll get used to that, and so you're constantly having to change that up. So it's just a big problem with not a lot of easy answers. All right. And what about, you know, insects and things like that? What are some things you recommend to kind of keep those out of your gardens? Well, um, one thing about insects is that 99% of the insects that we see out in nature are not harmful. They are beneficial. They're kind of living in harmony with the the ecosystem there. And only about 1% of insects can be harmful to our desirable plants. So I really encourage people to kind of change the way that they view insects most of them are a vital part of our ecosystem and i think gardeners tend to see them as more of a of an enemy and that's not the case and if we can just have a good variety of insects out there a lot of them are predators and they keep some of those harmful insects under control so you know if people are concerned about an insect that they see in their garden before they just go out there with the spray and try to kill those insects you know 
contact the extension office, contact the master gardener hotline, bring in pictures of that insect, and we can identify it and let you know if it's good or bad. Um, so, you know, I just really encourage people to kind of change the way they view insects because 99% of them are not harmful to our plants. Wow, that's really cool. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So keep them in your garden then. Just kidding. Yeah, they're, they're our friends, yes. Alrighty, is there any other mistakes that you kind of want to talk about or, you know? Those were the main ones. Those are the main ones that I see. And certainly, you know, again, call your local extension office or the Master Gardener hotline if you are new and have any questions. And we're certainly um, here to help. Yeah, I will have all their information linked in the show notes, so don't you worry. You'll be able to get the, get in contact with them. But thank you, Kelly, so much for being here today. Thank you very much. And thank you guys for listening. Um, tune in next Wednesday. We will have more topics to talk about. Make sure you go to our Facebook page, Friends of the Garden on Facebook, or to our website friendsofthegarden.org and you can follow us on instagram as well make sure you you know you go out to the garden you look for those plants that you want to plant in your own home and take pictures and send it to us because we love to see you guys out there and getting in touch with nature during this time um tune in next week for us i'm your host madison hadler thank you guys for listening